Hello, everybody. We are taking a week off this week, and we are giving you two of the mini episodes from our Patreon. So these are things that we post every week over there. It's usually just me and Layton. In fact, it's always just been me and Layton, and we do it. They're a little more informal than uh, normal episodes. I know what I know what you're thinking. More informal, but somehow we manage. So uh, we're putting two of these out this week. They're from several months ago, and if you like what you hear here today, you can go to patreon.com slash Night. That's patreon.com slash late night to get a mini-sode every week. That's for our two and three peach tier supporters. All right, enjoy this week's episode, and we'll be back next week with another truly incredible guest. Well, uh, speaking to the question that you asked before we started recording, yes. uh, we have some new additions to the late night family mm. that I'm really excited about. Um, it means that someone's leaving us, uh, i.e. the well, old Mike arms yeah, that we had. They were, they were part of our family for since the inception of the <laughs> podcast, and they were not a particularly good part of our family. Um, kind of like yeah. a, uh, a, an evil little brother. I would say a bit of a toxic presence. Yes, Th that that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, they were uh, problematic and took more than they gave. Yes, unwieldy, uh, just always in the way, always causing a problem. Um, but we're really excited to share that we have uh, se sent that arm to the farm, so to speak, mm. uh, and now we have new arms. We yeah, that's right, uh, and we have so actually we have you know what. We have a couple more additions, too, that we should talk about, because I got mic arms for the garage and a new mic so that we can oh, now... Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. So we, I have a full setup here. I set it all up. So we have three mics in my studio here for... I mean, can we give away that we're recording an in-person episode soon? Yeah. Yeah. With, we're not saying who it is, no, but No, no, no. We are not we giving are. their name away. Uh, a week from today, in fact, we are recording an in-person episode. Oh and so I bought new mic arms and one new mic and cloud lifter for, for the garage. And we're all, we're all good to go. Damn. Well, amazing. I'm sure this is very interesting information for our beautiful <laughs> Patreon subscribers. But just know if we sound extra stable. extra stable. Yeah. Yeah. Just why would you need so many knobs on a mic arm is my question. Because... All of them gave out at the same time every single day. Yeah, and uh, what, with the well, last the, one, the real revelation to me, because I, I don't know a lot about this, is these new ones don't have like they have like one thing you can tighten, whereas the other ones had about twenty. And yeah, <laughs> all of them would fail, as you said, at the same time. And yeah. while you're talking, the mic would just get lower and lower and lower, and eventually fall over every time. Yeah, God yeah. forbid you attempt to move it in any direction or to swivel it away. This one is, uh, I got a good feeling about it. I was going to affectionately tap the arm and then realize that that would be the equivalent of me slapping this microphone full Yes, force. it's like tapping on the glass of a fish tank. It would not be nice to the the listeners. Um, I was debating. Tell me what you think about this. Uh, so now I have uh, a couple old shitty mic arms. And I also have something else to give away, which is a 200-foot-long Ethernet cable. <laughs> um, so I was debating, just sitting in a public park here, somewhere in LA tweeting my coordinates and saying, I'm giving away this stuff to the first people that come and get it. And maybe some like 
NSP crap too, because why not? Um, and yeah, just like you know, because I don't I don't want to sell it, and it seems silly to throw it away. And they are the mic arms are not great, but they are usable. Um, and certainly this Ethernet cable is fine. Excellent so. pitch, just for gen- generally from our show. Just like, hey, these mic mics are, arms are shit. Would you like them? This two hundred foot Ethernet cable also shit. I have tripped on it. You know uh, what? You can you like frame that? them. Like, oh yes, you have tripped on the cable. Uh, yeah, you could frame them or. Uh, actually, sorry, you haven't tripped on that cable. Everyone else in my house has. Yes. Um, uh, I forgot. I feel like I've had it forever, but it's really only been a few months. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that idea? Should I do that, or is that so silly? That sounds like a nightmare, truthfully. <laughs> uh, God bless that and anybody who would come, but do you really want to sit around waiting for people to be like, like waiting for somebody to be like, hey, Mike Arm, Twitter, hello. And then, like, I don't know, depending on how long you're there, like, it, people could show up and be disappointed. Like, I don't know. Ugh. I, I did it. I did something like it once when I think it was Under the Covers 1 or 2, I can't remember, came out. I had a listening party on a park bench uh, <laughs> in Elysian Park. And oh, nice. I just went there and I brought a little battery-powered boombox and had i said i'm sitting here and listening to the album if anyone wants to show up and join me and i gave the park and a couple people showed up chatted with you know uh people for a little bit and then left and it was really fun actually yeah Uh, that sounds super cute yeah so that's album listening is very different from hey kid you want a broken mic arm yes that's that's true Okay, maybe I won't do it. I don't know. Maybe I will. Um, I, I like those little, like, pop-up kind of, uh, I don't know, for, for want of a better term, fan experiences. Uh, I did one, actually. Once we were visiting Rachel's folks in Minnesota, and I originally I was going to do it at the Mall of America. And mm-hmm. then I, a friend, it actually might have been Gerard, uh, uh like I tweeted it and then I think he tweeted, I think he replied and he was like, don't do it there. Like I got kicked out cause they don't like, you know, it's a private space. Right. Uh, so they don't want people doing shit like that. Um, so I did it at some park and had a bunch of people show up, including some like pretty young kid. I'd say two eight year old kids showed up with their mom. And I was like, what, hmm. what is going on? And the, they were very, uh, the kids were a little pushy. Um, and I was like, why are, I feel weird, <laughs> you know, for, how did they find out first of anyway? Um, yeah, that's, that's a strange zone to be in. Yeah. G- generally most people were adults and very cool, but there were a couple young kids there that I was like, what exactly is going on here? The other funny thing about that was Rachel and Audrey were there. Audrey was very little at the time. This is probably four years ago. So she would have been like two and once she saw me talking to people, she got very protective and ran up to me and tried to push everybody away. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Personal security guard. Actually, I want to send you a video. Speaking oh, of that, uh, I found this. Where is this? I found this yesterday. This is Wait, are, is, is this something have... you're going to text to me? Because it will take a million years and then it will be crunched to shit. Uh, okay. Let's see. What's a better way to do that then? I don't know. Describe uh, this video to me. Okay. You know what? I will just describe it to you. 
Um, this is an audio is a, medium, Brian. Yeah. It's uh, from 2017. So Audrey was just about to turn three. And I was like, what? It's a video. It starts off just like in a part of our house where no one's there. And then Audrey, Audrey runs through going, come on, choo-choo, train. And then behind her, all four members of Twerp walk through in a single file line, following her, forming a train, while she yells at them for doing it wrong. And she's like, no, kitty, you go there, kitty. Come on, Wobots, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, oh God. It's the, yeah, it, it is really, really, really cute. And those guys, like, imagine, you know, what does it take to be four, I forget how old they were at the time, like late 20s guys who just hang out with a almost three-year-old and play little music, music songs with her. Uh, they would go into a room and like she'd give them all instruments and they'd make a little band and they'd sing oh songs together. It, it's the, those guys have been such a big part of, you know, obviously our lives, but uh, her life too for so long that it's just, it's so heartwarming to see these videos from when she was a little, little kid under three, just playing with these really sweet guys. It, it's so great. Please email me that video. Cause I desperately need to see that content. It's the best. We watched it like 20 times uh, <laughs> yesterday. I'm going to see if I can find a way to upload this. Whoop. No, that's not it uh, right now because it is very, very cute. Uh, cool. Um, yeah. So we were watching this video a lot. <laughs> it's just so cute to see them. Uh, thinking of all the times my tiny daughter bossed these young men around. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. It's her her really and funny. Kitty, just the sweetest Sweetest thing in the world. Have you seen the picture of them at the zoo holding hands? No. Yeah. One time, I think before Twerp moved to L.A., uh, Kitty was visiting, and he was like, yeah, Audrey, let's go to the zoo. And uh, so we all went to the zoo, and she grabbed his hand because she knew her way around and would, like, lead him around and be like, these are giraffes, you know, kind of stuff. Uh, and oh, my God. Meowch just, like... He's like, yeah, let's walk around the zoo, three-year-old. It's so cute. <laughs> it was such a sweet thing. Gosh, I've I've sent you those pictures that I took like last New Year's Eve or whenever the hell it was. Uh, with I think Audrey was reading a story to me. Ouch! It's the cutest shit in the yes. world. I'm glad that we're spending all this time talking about pictures and videos that the audience cannot see. But that's how it goes. Yeah, that's right, life, we'll baby. See. Here, watch this. Huh? I'm going to send this video to you right now. This is fun. I like this. Here. And now I have, I'm, I'm using Google Drive is so annoying on the phone. Yeah, it's oh. pretty fucking bad. Mm -hmm. Only people added can open this link. Change. You know what? I'm going to add you on this. This is fun. People like this. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah, I honestly think in general, and I don't know how you or listeners feel about this, but we should totally, like, move a away from, like, reacting to videos or whatever the hell. I feel like it is the least interesting thing for listeners, I, but I could yeah, be wrong. I tend to agree. Um, and it also makes more work for Jarek when he's editing, because everything becomes a question of, does this translate at all? Yeah. When, uh you know, when we're putting it out. 
So well, one thing I realized I, we, we haven't told people um, is that when we do the video versions of the episodes, those are mm-hmm. essentially unedited. Um, so they're yeah. often like, I don't know, you get like an extra half hour uh, in every video version compared to the audio because mm-hmm. I don't have the time to go through like editing the audio and then syncing up the video to it would be a nightmare. So mm-hmm. I just kind of listen through once and make sure no one says anything objectionable. And then, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't like basically never the case. Uh, and then just put it out. So if people are watching the video versions, those are always longer than the mm-hmm. audio, which also goes to show how much work Jarek does. In yes. Editing my God. Those. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at this video that you sent me. All right. Which is exactly what you said we shouldn't do. But yeah, we're going to do well, it now because this is it's open it. now and it's cute. So I'm going to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Isn't this the best? Look at these young men. Oh look my gosh. Young men. This is four years ago. Oh, they look so baby. <laughs> I'm dying. This is This not the best. Oh. Oh, oh, sweet Coco, just yep, terrified. There's, there's a Coco. She's not terrified. She's just laying there. She She's doing what Coco always did, which is just to stay in one place. <laughs> oh, yeah, a little confused tail wag. Yep. Is that the end? Yeah. Yeah. And they just oh. end up in Audrey, like, they go off screen into Audrey's yeah. room. <laughs> oh, this is the sweetest fucking oh I isn't that the best miss my boys i miss my boys i know oh god i was oh fuck the oh. like literally the one time i cried this year was uh saying goodbye to to them it was just me crying in a lift it sucked yeah, oh, yeah it was the worst uh, i was te- texting with meouch about this video and he said <laughs> i remember that day very clearly the four of us doing the three stooges pile up <laughs> it's a really expert one too it's yeah really that also great. makes audrey be like no kitty you go back you go back a kitty stop it yeah <laughs> oh god we're pouring over that like it's the zapruder film or that, some well, shit it's because it's the best i'm sorry to compare an extremely cute video of our friends and your daughter to the zapruder film no, but it's, it's fine every frame is every frame of painting that's exactly, you know, as soon as you said every frame, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. Um, we should get, like, a YouTube film a- a- essayist or whatever on the show. Yeah, who Maybe. would you want? Obviously, Red Letter Media would be way up there. Yeah, um, but I don't think they do anything that isn't yeah. their channel, you know? Well, who, who else would you like? Um... Hold on, I I I I uh, waded myself into treacherous territory in saying that. Um, I think ninety <laughs> because? Per- because ninety percent of them I fucking hate and do not want to talk to. Uh, <laughs> and because I'm not the level even sh- of criticism is so bad. Yes, that um, the self seriousness of it all. Uh, lessons from the screenplay, I really love. I like that guy. He's mm. cool. Um. I will close my mouth <laughs> for the uh, rest yeah. of the. No, that's I fine. don't know. I, I don't know this one. 
Lessons from the screenplay. Lessons from the screenplay is, is really good. That's, that's good shit. Yeah, this seems this seems cool. I'll look at this. Yeah, I haven't watched um, them in a, in a while, and I think, if I recall correctly, they retired? One of them retired. Yeah, so we're, we're now at a point, actually, today was a big turning point for the pod, for the following reason. Today is the first time that I sent a, like, cold call, hey, I'd like to book this person for the show type email. So, whoa, we, yeah, I don't want to say who because, you know, we don't want to put any pressure on anyone. Um, but, uh, it, 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 I, I think we are, you know, uh, it's an interesting time for the show because we're running out of friends <laughs> to, put, to, to put on, um, which is, you know, I think very typical of a podcast, like, you know, your first whatever year or so. Uh, is largely people you know, which has been the case here for sure. A couple of people, you know, uh, mo- most most often it's someone that one or the other of us knows. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's been people that were introduced. Bruce Green is an example. I didn't, I'd never met Bruce uh, in person, but it was awesome. Yeah, to, he was awesome. Yeah, that was, that was through Brent, who was like, "Talk to Bruce. He rules." And God damn it! Wait, will Brent like, ever come on this show? He he's just flat out refusing still. Well, no, actually, actually, <gasps> actually. A uh, very interesting development. I talked to him, uh, I don't know, last week, and I was like, please come on the show. And he was like, let me think about it. And I <gasps> said, "That that's a no, right? And he goes, no, it's not a no. <gasps> so. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Okay. So with, All right. I, you know, I never want anyone to come on, to feel pressured to come on. Yeah. Except Brent. Except so, for Brent, I think yes. it's important that he does feel pressure to come on the show. Yeah, I think. Well, listen, all we have to do great. is be like you know, in in when you're trying to like catch a small animal and you you prop up a box with mm-hmm. bait and the mm-hmm. stick and you tie a That's string right. to the stick and you pull the stick. All we have to do is put some really nice whiskey in under a box, and that well, box is your garage. A hundred percent. And I just say, hey, Brent show up if we happen to record an episode of the podcast. That's fine. But look, there's a bottle of whiskey by the mics over there, and. <laughs> Yes, that's the way to Make do sure it. the door closes behind you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he would be great. Yes, uh, I agree. Someday, that's Brent Entertainment will happen. It is my goal. I've been pitching this to him for years. and Yeah. Oh, it's all I've ever wanted. I wanted that to be, when we were doing, I think I told you this, when we were doing, uh, when Grumps was like branching out to other videos, I proposed that as a series and got shot down immediately. <laughs> um I mean, Brent, I truly, I mean, one of the delight, one of the many, many delightful things about Brent are the stories that he could in no way ever tell on ever. a podcast. Nope. <laughs> and those are the true Brentertainment stories. Correct. But um, everyone's still, best Hollywood stories are things they can't say publicly, of course. Yeah. Like, that's why they're good. Yeah. Um, uh, just, uh, I miss my friends yeah. so much. Uh, Rachel and I uh, went out to lunch yesterday for the first Whoa. time in i don't even know fucking when uh we found a place with an outdoor like terrace mm-hmm. and uh we were actually gonna do it on friday uh but then audrey woke up woke up with a high fever and we were like <gasps> well we you know like you can't send her to school uh she got a covid test that day it was negative fever went away the next day um mm-hmm. but so we had plans to go it was like the day after our two-week window after the second shot 
Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we're going out to lunch. Wake up that morning and it's like, nope, the child gods have intervened to make this not happen. Uh, and then we went out yesterday and it was ama- It was like the first time at a restaurant for like a sit down meal and not like a, we've done a couple other things where it was like buy something and sit on a outdoor table, you know, but right. not like a service like thing. It's like get it at a counter and then sit down somewhere and eat it. Uh, it was so great. <laughs> it was so nice to be at a restaurant again. Wasn't it nice for somebody to like bring you water? Yes. That's what I keep thinking about. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it was nice to be out. And so th- that's what I was thinking. Now that we're vaccinated and lots of places have outdoor options, I'm still not ready to do indoor, but uh, lots of great outdoor options and those feel totally safe to me. Yeah, I'm. I guess the day that we're recording next week will be my like two week post second vax. Uh, and a- as somebody who has never been like, I'm just going to go to a bar and have a drink kind of person. Now I'm like, please, I just want to go to a bar and have a yep. drink. Yeah. Ugh. Would you do indoor? Mm, not yet. A few more months, maybe. Yeah, I-, I don't think it's unreasonable to do indoors right now. Like if you're vaccinated, neither do I. Think, I. It's I it's, it's like a mental thing yep, for me. Hundred percent. It's just I want to see those numbers be low and stay low. Yeah, and uh, then I'll feel okay about it. But just not not right now. Yeah. Um, but I, it it is the kind of thing where if you're vaccinated, I do. I'm not judging anyone who's doing anything when they're vaccinated. I think pretty much everything is fine. Yeah. It's not it's just without been such risk, a but arduous, yeah, terrible, everything. Um, can I tell you something else fun that happened yesterday? Never. Uh, Rachel and Audrey went on an audition together. <gasps> what? Yep. So Rachel has an agent, and the agent put out a call for mother-daughter uh, things, and. Uh, we were like, so we asked Audrey, is this something you'd be interested in doing? Uh, because like, we'd, we'd never want to pressure her into that. Of course. And Audrey was like, yes, I would like to try that. So they auditioned for a thing. I'm not even going to say what it is. And they got a call back. So <gasps> they went in person to do a little audition, which is. Oh my gosh. Oh my, uh, the, the video for their first audition is the cutest thing ever. Uh, just watching the two of them be themselves. Uh, and they went on, yeah, a callback audition yesterday in person. So that's Audrey's first, like, audition, really. Wow. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Uh, who knows if it'll go anywhere. And the moment she says, I don't want to do this, we stop. Like, that's that's the rule. Uh, yeah. And I, w- I was talking to... Uh, uh, I'm going to have to bleep this out. I think I told you this, but I'll have to bleep out the name. Audrey used to go to dance lessons with his <laughs> kid. And so we're talking to her about being a child actor. And she was like, I loved it. But the only reason I loved it is because my parents didn't give a single shit if I did it or not. And <laughs> the moment, you know, I, I would advise anyone in that role to say to, it's great if the kid wants to do it. And it's terrible if they don't. So, wow, look yeah. at this good attitude on her. That's awesome. Yep. Um, and I was like, that seems like a really reasonable philosophy. So yeah. we're not pressuring Audrey to do anything. And if she doesn't want to do it, fine. I 
couldn't care less. But if she's having fun with it and feels like it's something she wants to keep doing, then why the she's hell She's got the skill set for it, man. Like, <laughs> she's certainly I, I cute can see enough. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, watching her and Rachel together, especially with their masks on because they have the same eyes, same smile, oh. same smize, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. I wish mm. I had anything exciting to report. I, <laughs> uh, I uh, was killing some people in Sims Four. That's about it. Mm-hmm. I you... there. There's a really interesting. I had not logged into my Origin TM uh, Sims Four account since May of last year, mm. and I really feel like you could make a chart of every single time I log into my Sims 4 account and then overlay it with the lowest points in my depression and it would just like match up <laughs> perfectly. How, um, how old is Sims 4? When did, is that an old game? It might have come out like 2015 or 16. Okay, so not that old, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it's sort of like, you know, there's the Maslow's hierarchy of needs and then you invert that pyramid down to, into Maslow's basement of goblin hell uh <laughs> sims 4 is at the very bottom of that um it, it's it's just been me oscillating between sims 4 and a new playthrough of cyberpunk 2077 a fucking terrible game that i hate and cannot stop playing is it is it as bad as everybody says um did they fix it, it as, since it came out at all uh sort of i feel like we talked is about it, this when it came out yeah, because uh, Allie came on and we talked about it a good bit. On the right, of course, and then you, yeah, you, you cut out that hour of you guys. Yeah, uh, which was a solid hour. Whenever out. they eventually release the DLC for this, she's coming back and we're going to scream for two good. hours. Good, good, um, I don't know. How do I explain why Cyberpunk is as bad as it is? Uh, it's clear that they, like, spent six years making the first act of the game, and then they were like, holy shit, we can get Keanu Reeves in this. And then... They just kind of threw everything together to create a second and third act. Um, the writing is terrible. Makes no sense. A lot of horrible voice acting. The quests are just so fucking boring. It, it's a huge, beautiful world that feels so empty. Uh, and it's just the... Even, like, you know, because you can choose three different, like, life paths or mm-hmm. whatever... I, I only played, I played the one that I had not played yet last night, and it was like, Jesus Christ, this is the only one that made sense. They clearly, like, went from here, and then were like, uh, we gotta do it, like, if you choose to be corporate, uh, we gotta do it if you're gonna be a nomad, uh, change it. And so I played those other two first, and I was like, how did, this makes no sense, how, so it, it's just like, you see the cracks so it's, everywhere. it's just incoherent. Yeah, incoherent is a really good way to put it, Yeah absolutely incoherent and truly the best part of the game like it's so saved by keanu reeves's unique shitty acting where Mm -hmm. it's like maybe it was it was like ali or jory saying this but like he he's bad but he cares so much about the role and like commits to it so hard that like it loops back around and becomes very earnest and good uh and I that's like, i think that was a jory thing yeah i actually think it was ali saying it to me but i think jory has expressed the exact same sentiment mm-hmm. because they're both correct uh but yeah i don't know it's i get to ride around on a motorcycle and then hack people until their heads explode so i don't really care that everything's busted like it's again i mean okay as somebody who is a game developer who had to deal with people 
really, uh, I don't know, a, a large amount of hype and then people feeling disappointed. Um, it, it's, it's hard. Um, with a bigger company like this, there, it's more like, okay, you guys fucked up. But the, the disparity between marketing materials and everyone being like, this isn't what I was promised! Uh, I understand that frustration, but also, folks, <laughs> it's a fucking video game. Chill out. Uh, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I highly recommend it because it's just, like, a good time. Like, is it good quality-wise? Fuck no. Is it super fun? Yes. <laughs> Uh, apropos of nothing, uh, I'm going to change the subject com- subject completely. Unless you have further things you're, to add. No, no, no. You're wise that. to do so. Um, I want to read you. I was listening to something recently where the subject of Yiddish curses. Uh, oh, interesting. Came up. So uh, Yiddish, for those people who don't know, it was uh, uh, basically before Hebrew kind of got resurrected. Uh, in the mid early 20th century, whenever it was, uh, this is what a lot of, uh, Eastern European Jews spoke. My, my grandparents spoke Yiddish actually. Really? Um, although, yeah, not, not enough that my father remembered any, he remembered a few phrases here and there, but, uh, my grandparents grew up speaking Yiddish. Um, and the best part about Yiddish are the curses. So <laughs> Yiddish, it's like a combination. I don't know if this is actually, actually, actually accurate linguistically, but it's like a combination of Hebrew and German. Um, And I'm not even going to try to pronounce these curses in the Yiddish, but I'm just going to read some of these because they are really, really, really amazing. Um, Please. This is from uh, Nachum Stutkoff's Thesaurus of the Yiddish Language. So I'm just going to read the English uh, translation. So these are curses in the sense of like, not shit and fuck, but like something you would wish on someone else, like a curse of of that nature. Uh, all problems I have in my heart should go to his head. Let what yes. I wish on him come true. Most, even half, even just 10%. <laughs> uh, one, the, the one that brought this up, the reason I was looking this up is because I was listening to uh, Jackie Hoffman, who's an actress uh, who's on Double Threat, one of my favorite podcasts, and she said some Yiddish curse. <laughs> and uh, Tom and Julie, the hosts, were like, what does that mean? <laughs> and she... She says, uh, he should get killed. (laughs) That was so great. Uh, These are very graphic. All right, I'm going to keep reading these. One misfortune is too few for him. Black sorrow is all that his mother should see of him. He should marry the daughter of the angel of death. This is a good one. She should have stones and not children. Whoa. Yeah. He should drink too much castor oil. Uh, uh, Let him suffer and remember is a really good one leeches yeah, should drink metal. him dry and that one i'm gonna try to pronounce that one i think it's trinkenzolin and piavkis uh although I'm, I'm sure my pronunciation is terrible uh he should laugh with lizards <laughs> uh he should grow a wooden tongue he should get the whatever name of the town you're in hernia <laughs> venereal disease should consume his body uh, this is, this one is weird for a curse. A young child should be named after him. Uh, let's see. I love the idea of calling somebody a town's hernia. Yes. <laughs> Eric Garcetti, Los Angeles's this, hernia. This one's really good. 
God should bless him with three people. One to grab him, the second to stab him, and the third to hide him. <laughs> These are fucking amazing. Right. Uh, ten ships of gold should be his, and the money should only make him sick. He should, <laughs> he should have a large store, and whatever people ask for, he shouldn't have, and what he does have shouldn't be requested. A hundred houses shall he have, in every house a hundred rooms, and in every room twenty beds, and a delirious fever should drive him from bed to bed. <laughs> wow, okay, we're getting high concept. Yeah. All his teeth should fall out, except one, to make him suffer. <laughs> on summer days he should mourn, and on wintry nights he should torture himself. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, that one's too graphic, I'm not going to read that. Uh, he should crap blood and pus. Oh, but that one's not too graphic. No, that one's good. Uh, and I'm going to finish with, your stomach will rumble so badly, you'll think it was a Purim noisemaker. Do you know what Purim is? No, what's that? Purim is the Jewish holiday. It's kind of like Jewish Halloween. It's when all the, uh, it's, the kids dress up in costumes, and it's when... Uh, a lot of the Orthodox uh, guys get like crazy drunk, like crazy mm. drunk. I remember we lived in a uh, an Orthodox part of Brooklyn for a while, and one night it was just like chaos on the streets. I was like, "What the fuck is? Ha oh, it's Borum." <laughs> so yeah, it's like a thing where they go to uh, I don't know if it's the the temple or wherever it is, but they lit like literally the uh, they just drink get get like sloppy drunk and go out carousing that sounds like a delight to witness it was very loud for a while <laughs> so i can imagine yeah. i didn't know until recently that uh glitch is a yiddish thing it's a yiddish or, word f from a yiddish word yeah, yeah makes sense yeah and yeah. It, it, itch like that ch is a very yiddish sound like fetch so mm, i didn't yes. know that either but that's not super surprising yeah, it's not really a stretch. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I love uh, Yiddish curses are so great. Yeah, I, I really think we should like bring back the more elaborate form of placing curses upon people's homes instead of just like I don't know dunking on them on Twitter with you know pull out of the bag of phrases of things that you can call somebody on Twitter. Uh, yeah, let's let's just let's take it back. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. The very elaborate thing. I, was, I can't remember where it was. I'd have to look this up. There was some book of, you know, like, Yiddish book. My dad had a bunch of, like, there was one book. He had The Joy of Yiddish by Leo Rostin. Like, my dad being a, you know, an American Jew really liked uh, a lot of the, the stuff from his, like, you know, semi-recent ancestors, like his grandfather's. Like, Yiddish was a, a fun thing to him. Also, all his, you know, he's like a Mel Brooks kind of Alan Sherman type guy. Um, so we had all these, like, Yiddish books around the house about how fucking awesome Yiddish was and all the cool things you could say in it. And 99% of them are, are uh, about cursing people. And one of them, one of these curses, I can't remember what it was, it was, like, two pages long. And it was like, I want this thing to happen, and then this terrible thing, and then this terrible. It was like a whole long list of everything terrible, about all the tortures that you want your enemies to go through. It's amazing. You know, it, it's it's more honest than a lot of things people say to each other now. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, listen, two pages, at least you're being creative, man. 
What's your favorite Yiddish word? Oh, um, there's so many good ones. I really like uh, punim, which is face. Oh, mm. what a sweet punim. That's a good one. Um, that's you'll, you'll hear like people say that. Uh, what else? There's so many good ones. Uh, Bobby for or Boba, yep. usually Bobby uh, for like a grandmother or like an older woman in your life. Sometimes it's or, but sometimes you'll talk. You'll say Bobby for like a a young, uh, like a kid too. Oh, Bobby. Um, my dad would say that sometimes. <laughs> what are other really good ones? Like nothing is occurring to me right now. There, oh, there, there are you know. There's the usual ones like Mensch, Macher, mm-hmm. um, which basically kind of mean the same thing. Um, mitzvah is a good one, although maybe that's Hebrew. I can't really keep straight what's Hebrew and what's Yiddish. One of my regrets about uh, how I was brought up is that I was never taken to Hebrew school, which mm. is probably like from my understanding of what Hebrew school is, you don't actually learn Hebrew. You just learn to read it, but not to like, you're not learning it like a language. You know what I mean? You just learn mm-hmm. how to pronounce the symbols. Right. Um, so you there can, are a lot of interesting mouth sounds going on. Yeah. There. I mean, basically it's so you can read it for your uh, bar or bat mitzvah. So you can read the Haftorah and whatever. Um, so I, I, I was always jealous of my, you know, the other kids who were going to learn Hebrew. And then I realized that they weren't learning Hebrew. They were just learning to basically read a thing and then memorize it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a cool fucking language. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. So with that, I think that's probably enough for a solid many. We got in all the Yiddish curses that I wanted to get in. So Yeah. I got I got nothing going on, folks. I'm sitting here and I'm recording a podcast. I I got nothing to say. Yeah, uh, you know something that would be useful for, and I know we we do this occasionally. Is uh, people in the comments on this episode? So now that now that we're reaching out to other like kind of cold calling uh, potential guests, tell us who you want to get on the show. Um, and the how can I put this? the less famous someone is, the more likely they are to show up. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yes, like yeah. if you're like, Oh, uh, why not get, I don't know. Who's a famous YouTuber or something. Uh, I'm going to pick a name. I don't know. J- Jake Paul, Jake Paul. Let's put Jake Paul in here. The coolest guy in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Who we will commit now to never having the show. Um, but someone who this is, is a like Paul free zone. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, low gang for life. Of course. Uh, the, Jesus Christ. um, uh, so super, super famous people are very unlikely to show up, but you know, if people we will get in touch with anybody, just know that the higher your, uh, expectations, uh, or the higher the level of fame, the less likely they are to get back to us. Uh, yeah, and also th- think outside the bun. Uh, th- this is a, a t- sh- sh- for- forgive me. Uh, th- this is a show about you know people who make stuff on the internet, so that's not exclusive to YouTubers. And I have wanted to like branch out and talk to people who make different things online. Yes, um, I really so- want some TikTokers, for example. Now that I am one myself. Uh, oh God! Yes. Yes. You're done. I believe I signed up for my TikTok account the day after we recorded an episode where I said I would never sign up for a TikTok account. How many uh, followers do you have? I don't know. Let me check. 
Where is this on my phone? There it is. I have 19.1,000. Jesus. Yeah. Look at you. Pretty solid start. Um, right now, I'm mainly posting like kind of NSP. To, to, oh, God, no. Um, this, I could, there's so much good stuff on here that I feel like I'm just not seeing. Uh, <laughs> the, because I see people like, I've talked about this on the show, I see people like Hank Green post about it, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Look at all this science stuff. And then I like open the app, I almost said boot up. Uh, and it's the cringiest fucking comedy you've ever seen. And it's, it's so bad. What I've heard is that you have to do it enough to get the algorithm to know what you want. And then at that point, it's all laser targeted at you. I highly recommend the subreddit r slash TikTok cringe, which is like, it's a misnomer because it's not supposed to be like, aha, look at this cringe. It's just the name where people, it's the sub where people put really good TikToks. So it's a nice compendium of good content despite the name i I was showing rachel uh we were talking about tiktok yesterday and i was like just come sit with me and i'm gonna flick through the things on my for you page which is like the landing page where all the recommendations are uh and i was look how bad this is and there was like i'd say out of 30 videos that we flipped through there was one where we were like well that's a good one and everything else was just the comedy in particular is just fucking horrible. It's yeah, and like, I, I've said this on the show before, but the the fact that like people on that app do not understand timing in a way that people on Vine all. yeah functionally at needed all. to understand timing because here it's just like oh my god this would have been funny if this was forty seconds shorter like uh, yes edit they, they, they feel like because you can have sixty seconds you should have sixty seconds and these what should have been vines end up yeah. being 45 seconds long. And you're like, no, what the fuck are you? Stop, get out. Oh, it's, yes. And, and the other thing they don't understand is acting, where, yeah. like, the, these, it's clearly, these. some of these things are presented in such a way that it's, it's supposed to look like it's an honest reaction. But the acting is so bad, and it's so clearly rehearsed, it completely kills the comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's... yeah. I, you know, I, I just, I'm a real meat and potatoes TikTok kind of gal. I, I sent you guys that video of the guy tr- drinking an entire can of seltzer and then yes. immediately vomiting and hitting his head. <laughs> that was a really good one. Yes, it's yeah. it, like people suddenly hitting their heads never gets old in videos. One of my favorite YouTube videos is the one where it's the dude like, "It's summer. I got my hat on backwards, and it's time to fucking party." And then he hits his head, and it ends. Yep. Yeah, that's get in and out. If Vine taught us anything, it's get out quick. Yeah, it, when in doubt, injure yourself for comedy. All right, yeah. folks, that's the end of the mini. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. That's the end of the mini. So goodbye. All right, and there we are. All right, so. I just sent you a video of something happening in my okay. backyard, and I want I'm, you to watch it. I'm opening this video. I will tell you now, I have an Android, and so whenever you send me videos, it crunches it like crazy, mm. but here we go. All right, I see a tube. I see a squirrel, and now it is frozen. There we go. There we go. Okay, the squirrel is... Oh, there he goes. 
he's lingering. <laughs> Another tube. Are these pool noodles? These are. Wait, did I send you the right one? I think so. Oh, you know what? I think I sent you the wrong one. Yeah, I, ju I just see a squirrel touch and some noodles. Oh, yeah. This is Okay, this is not interesting. Um, here, let me... I wonder if there's a better way to communicate this. Here, I got it. Let's try this one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this will be a better one. All right. Try this. Okay. I'm waiting. Might take a second. So we have discussed the, the squirrels in our backyard, right? Yes. I, didn't we just talk about that on one of the episodes we recorded? Sounds about right. Um, and they are, all right, this should be in your hands. Um, there it is. I shall download. Oh, failed to download file. Let me have what? it. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. I got it. All right. I see a tube. I see the squirrel with the tube. The squirrel. What the fuck? <laughs> the squirrel has lifted up the tube. And is playing with it, maybe? Doing flips? Do you get to oh a flip yet? Oh my goodness. Wow. Maybe it might be looking for food. It definitely was ripping chunks out of that thing. Just somersaulting around over this tube. This is a beautiful thing. Yeah. So Rachel texted me. She was like, look out your window right now from the garage. <laughs> and so I carefully pulled the curtain back and saw, I believe this squirrel's name is Nutty, according to Audrey. The squirrel, squirrel doing is fucking going flips. Yeah. And... We, as a family, had a moment where we just watched this little idiot do flips. <laughs> that squirrel is having the time of his life. Oh my god! Pretty, oh, pretty to be a wild. Squirrel right? with a tube. We're all just trying to be squirrels with tubes. I've never seen them like play. Do they? Do they play? I don't know if they play. No, I, I, I mostly just end up seeing them like uh, darting into traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Have I told you about my favorite squirrel moment? I feel like I've talked about no, this. No, please share your favorite squirrel um, moment. We were living in New Jersey. This is pre-Audrey, uh, very early on in my and Rachel's marriage. And uh, we left our house to go drive somewhere. And mm -hmm. as we were walking out, a squirrel ran underneath my car. And I needed to... Like, we, so we were not in the car yet. We we're walking towards the car. So a squirrel darts underneath the car, and I'm like, well, we got to go, so I'm going to unlock the car. And I hit the thing, and we hear, boop, boop, dunk, as a shocked squirrel clearly jumped in surprise and whammed its head into the undercarriage of my car. And then the poor thing stumbled out and kind of shakily ran away. Oh. But... That Poor critter. Doop, 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 has stayed with me forever. And I think it's one of the, you know, I feel bad for the squirrel. It seemed totally fine, but uh, is very funny. Yeah, I just really, there's a, a fruit fly somehow got into my sealed coffee because it has like one of those boba like plastic shields on top. Oh, I don't no. Know how it got in here. You motherfucker. I have to, I have to swirl you into this coffee and then I'm going to drink your little body. <laughs> yeah, do it. So metal. Come on, you motherfucker. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. There he goes. Nope. Oh, 
He very conveniently got stuck to the side. How are you still alive? <laughs> the, this is going to be like a month of podcasts where I'm like, oh, fruit flies. Oh. This is the most black metal thing that's ever happened live. Yeah, right. Show. I'm going to take a picture a of, this, creature. Of, of this dude in swimming in my coffee um, and then use it as my black metal album cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you know it's that whole story of uh, the black the metal artist, one of whom who uh, committed suicide and then one of the other rival bands was like, you know what, we're going to use that for our album cover. Yes. Yeah. Th- this is classic, like early black metal. Yeah. Right. I, I see this yeah. body floating in this, um, this coffee sludge. So I uh, recently fit- read the triumvirate of like classic dystopian novels. So I finally read 1984. I read Fahrenheit 451. And just now mm. I finished reading Brave New World. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Um, and thoughts. So I've read all of those except, did I ever read Fahrenheit 451? I'm not sure I did. I played the I w- interactive I- fiction game on my Apple II Plus, but. Uh, wow. Yeah. If I drink this coffee, is this thing going to get sucked? We'll see. It is in a sealed container you're drinking from, right? Well, it's like a, um, you know, when you get boba and they put the sealed plastic on top of the cup? Um, It's that. And I don't understand how it got in. It must have, like, it had to have gone through the straw, come out from the bottom, and then moved to the, whatever. This is not interesting. This is so great. Um. But God damn it, I want to drink my coffee without worrying about ingesting fruit fly. Um, anyway, you know, Fahrenheit, uh, uh, Fahrenheit you've 451. probably ingested your share of fruit flies in your life and have been totally fine. So I'm sure I'm it's trying to hit, I'm trying to hit a quota. Big deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451 is like fine. It's the weakest of the three. The thing that I was shocked by: nobody's ever talking about the poison robot dogs. There's a there's a poison robot dog. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. Uh Why are we talking about the books when there is a poison robot dog? Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, 1984 is the best one, in my opinion. Brave New World, I was like, hmm, when was this written? This had to have been 60s, right? Nope. 1932, I think. Um, Yeah, that sounds about right. Aldous Huxley was fucking on it. Um, That dude knew what was up. Yeah, I mean, so influential, too, right? Like, oh, yeah. You know, the famously, of course, The Doors are based on an Aldous Huxley. The name of the band is based on an Aldous Huxley book. Mm. Um, or of quote? The, is it a quote or a book? The, I can't remember. The wonderful uh, stroke song Soma, based off of, yep. you know, Soma. Um, yeah, yeah I re- just like I re- really great prose. I remember that one... So I read 1984 in high school and Brave New World probably about 20 years ago. Uh, And I can't say Brave New World really did like a ton for me, but Mm -hmm. 1984 was great. Yeah, that that, that 1984 immediately became like one of my favorite books. I just love the trope in this type of story where it's like, ah, the brainwashed society, but one intellectual who is a writer is breaking away. And then like in the third (laughs) act, there's some like, you know, evil scientist who is explicitly stating, uh, you know, the themes of the book and having like a Mm -hmm. philosophical conversation with the protagonist. And it's like vaguely horny. Um, I guess that same thing also happens in like Handmaid's Tale, which is also good. I've never read that. I listened to, I never listened to audiobooks, and for some reason I listened to uh, Claire Danes, I believe, read read mm-hmm. it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff. I just like I can't consume narratives through uh, audio form. Usually, it's difficult for yeah, me to I hate follow. It. I hate audiobooks. I won't listen to them. Also, it'll take me so much longer to listen to an audiobook than it'll take me to read a book. <laughs> yep, same. I, uh, now I that much I'm, prefer reading. Yeah. yeah, now that I'm looking at Twitter less, like I moved my Kindle app to where the Twitter icon was. Maybe oh, nice. Um, and so I've read like five books this week. Like I just That's great. burned through them. Uh, uh, looking at Twitter less, that, that is an aspirational thing for me. Yeah, I've uh, lost pretty much all desire to do it. I don't look at main timeline at all. It's like, oh, it's this is just so... going to be miserable and make me mad. It's so bad recently. It's it, it and it's getting worse and worse and worse. I really I know it's uh, uh, trite at this point, but I miss you know whatever 10 years ago when Twitter was weird and fun and just and, you know bizarre jokes. And now it's yeah. so uh what's what's even the word? Misery like, parade. It's it's that it's all current events and it's it's just mobs. It's mobs of people running towards a thing and then running away from a thing and then running towards another thing, and it's it it is just people looking for an excuse to be angry at other people, and yeah. sometimes those excuses are very valid and sometimes they're not. Mostly not, but yeah. it's. Yeah, because it's it, entertainment to be mad at something online and to rally around a force. Like, yeah, uh, I saw a good uh, screenshot of a Tumblr post, which is always a very exciting thing to say on a podcast uh, that was mm-hmm. talking about, you know, somebody was complaining about uh, going to Twitter and just seeing news against their will. And then somebody reblogged it with like, if you go to the circus for news, don't be surprised when a clown tells it to you, <laughs> which I fucking love. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's I, I, Twitter, especially in the last, I don't know. I feel like since Trump has become mm-hmm. unbearable. I still like, there's so many great comedians and accounts. I really, really love on it. Um, but it's exhausting. Yeah. It's, and, I, I've definitely felt yeah. considerably more sane and have gotten more things done since I stopped looking at it as much. And I also, I don't look at Instagram at all. Um, I, as, as with these things, I simply post and leave. Like, I don't care yeah. if I want to know what's I, going on with my friends. I'll talk to my friends. Like, uh, yeah, you know. exactly. I, I was surprised. Tell me if this tracks with your experience. So I posted a thing about vaccines on Twitter, oh, which, boy. yeah, well, I knew what I was getting into, and I, it was very – it was like the most mild statement you could imagine, which was if you have a chance and you're el- – like if you're eligible and can get an appointment, get vaccinated. The evidence shows the vaccines are safe and effective. Please get vaccinated. Like that's yeah. it. And ge- so generally speaking – and then I screenshotted that and put the picture of the tweet on Instagram because I do think – I think it's important for people to hear sort like – Sources they trust saying, get vaccinated. And yeah. I don't know if I will change anyone's mind. Probably not, but couldn't hurt, right? Yeah, if worth saying. one person looks at that and thinks, actually, you know what? Let me do that. Great. Fucking made a difference. Awesome. Um, but the level of rancor was much higher on Instagram than Twitter. Uh, hmm. I thought Twitter would be particularly nuts. And 
and it's possible that I turn like I I will occasionally turn off the filters. You know, I have like I mute notifications from people that I don't follow from that don't follow mm-hmm. me, that kind of stuff, right? Just to really uh, tamp it down. And even with those off, it wasn't too bad. There were a couple like you know, fuck you, my body, my choice, like <sighs> kind of stuff, but which is so dumb when it comes to a public health crisis, but whatever. <laughs> um, but on Instagram, it was so much worse. Like the level of like, uh, thanks, idiot. You know, <laughs> I guess you sheeple will be getting, you know, get, getting those microchips. No one actually said that. Whoa. But like, getting stuck in the arm while the, while the rest of us, blah, blah, blah. Like um, someone said something about uh, fertility. Like, it, was, it was every anti-vaccine talking point you could imagine. And then people I were just, arguing with them. I, I of course, will not I love to the the narcissism of oh, the government's going to microchip us. It's like motherfucker, you're not that interesting. Everything that they could possibly want on you, they already have because you have a smartphone in your pocket that you won't stop looking at conspiracy theories on Facebook for. Like, are you fucking yeah, exactly. kidding me? So, yeah, says the person who signed up for TikTok. It's like, well, yeah. come the fuck on, dude. Like, yeah. It's it's exhausting, and it, the the thing that really upsets me with those responses are the people who are like, you know, I, I'm young and I don't need the vaccine, so because I'm going to be fine, and it's like no, the point is when you get vaccinated, it's not just protecting yourself; it's protecting everybody, yeah. and well, they can't look th- beyond is, their own selfish uh, selfish desires here. It's like why would I look at a yeah. community? where we're trying to help each other when I'm fully focused on myself and only oh, looking out for myself. Makes me so mad. Yeah. Yes. But not mad enough to respond because that, you know, my, my whole philosophy with stuff like that is you can never tell who's trolling you, posting in bad yeah. faith. And the moment you give them any response, they win. So I will not respond to uh, yeah, I hate it when people who negative. are like on your side start arguing with them too, and then you just start getting the notifications <sighs> of these people arguing yes. with each other, and it's like, oh my god, please fucking stop! I'm trying to enjoy yep. my Saturday. Like everybody, shut the fuck up. Yep, all notifications off. That's my model. I've turned off all notifications on yep. all social media. Pretty much same, I think. It's nothing it's is going to be that important. No, it's just I guess reading all the dystopian shit. I'm feeling especially grim, especially considering everyone's like, "Oh, we are living in the 1984 society." No, we're in the Brave no, New World not. society. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I agree. Social media is. It, it's interesting because no one really uh, called it, you know, until it was kind of happening. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, we got the precursors it, very to it. I mean, oh fuck me. Oh man. Okay, okay, I can do this. I can extract. I can extract this. I got the fruit fly in the straw. No, oh, you got it. Straw. Got him! Yes, all right. Nice, look at you. I'm vibing. No, get out of get Get out of there. This is dynamic podcasting. Um, do I have yeah. a pointy thing? Do well, it's not every day we murder a living creature on the air. It's true. I, it reminds me of um, when I was in high school and we had our science and chemistry classes every friday we would go to the university and like you know go to the lab and stuff and there was one day where we were dissecting oysters uh like Mm -hmm. live oysters um to check out the insides and like make diagrams of them or whatever but like the the oyster that i got they were like well you have to be careful when you open it up uh so you don't sever because like the heart 
function, whatever it is. When you open an oyster, if you do it violently, it'll automatically kill them. Mm-hmm. But I got mine open, and it was still alive, and I was watching the little heartbeat, and my Whoa. dickhead chemistry teacher was like, kill it. <laughs> he, like, <laughs> made me stab the scalpel to kill it. Oh, my uh, God. To, you know, see the other pieces of it. But it was just such, such a, like, devastating little thing of, like, oh, against all odds, this little thing survived. You're going to make me yeah. kill it? <laughs> That's, te- wow, we never dissected anything that was alive. Christ. Yeah. Did guess. you have to do the the pigs? No, we did worms, frogs, and a mouse. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah, our big ones were, I had to do owl pellets, like, several times throughout my yep. um Yeah, yeah. That's, we never did that, but that's popular, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. You find a little mouse skull in there. But the mm-hmm. pigs in high school, it's, they would keep the, like, formaldehyde pigs in the classroom all year, and so it would just oh, smell yep. like formaldehyde. Yep. And then, I don't know, the, the, my teacher was like really shitty and was also just had zero empathy for people who were like, I don't know, upset about having to take apart like a thing that was alive. Um, yeah. And there were a bunch of like vegetarians in the class where he was like, well, if you refuse to do it, like I'm going to take a ton of points off your grades, so you have to do it. Um, and just like, oh, it, it's a horrible that's... sensation to cut open a pig. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting question to me, like... I guess, should you be able to opt out of that stuff educationally? Yes, I think you should. I mean, the alternative was like, oh, you go do the digital version that's like simulated on this website. How, why does you cutting out the intestine of a creature, how does that make it any more educational than just doing it online? Like, it just feels like a waste of time and resources and shit. I think there is something to be, you know, like if you're going to be a doctor, for example, and I'm taking an extreme case. Yeah. You better be handling real people parts and not just simulated people parts, you know? Sure. So, but if you're a bunch of little dipshits who are going into computer science or whatever, you don't need that. Yeah, in high school, it matters It matters a lot less. But it, it, I mean, there is a difference between doing a simulation and doing it in real life. But I, I, I completely agree with you at the high school level. It doesn't particularly matter if you're doing it for real or not like yeah you know the yeah that, that that's that's fair at some point it does start to matter yeah um, of course for us it certainly didn't and then it's like all right take out all the intestines now one of you is going to hold one end and one of you is going to hold the other end and then the third person has to measure how long the intestines are <laughs> it's just morbid yeah. uh and not even in the fun way that i like also just oh, like I formaldehyde is so uh, i love dissections well, I love watching, like, medical gore and, like, surgery videos. I love that shit. That is so fascinating to me. And it doesn't upset me at all. But it's different when you're doing it for seemingly yeah. no reason. Yeah, totally. Wow. Yeah, I never did. In my high school, the, the pig was AP bio. And mm. I took AP everything else. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Math and chemistry. So I didn't have room for biology. Um, so we never did the pig, unfortunately. Uh, lucky. But I looked on with jealousy as my friends were because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would like to do that. Someday, someday I'll cut open a pig. Maybe Audrey will take AP bio and <laughs> we'll be able to dissect a pig together as a father and daughter should. You know, that's beautiful. She loves it. We've been watching. Did I tell you we were watching dissection videos? No. Yeah, because we, uh, it, it rained here, you know, 
pretty recently, mm-hmm. and the worms came out in force. And so we went out and explored worms, and picked mm-hmm. them up, and let them crawl around on our hands, and just kind of looked at their wormliness. Some of them were real big fuckers, too. Uh, and when we got home, I was like, hey, do you want to see how a worm works? And she was like, yes! So <laughs> we watched a worm dissection video, which was awesome, and she was super into it uh, because they're very simple but interesting. Uh, and then when she was, we were done with that, I was not sure she'd be into it, like, yeah, you know, but I figured let's try it. Uh, and then I was like, do you want to see another one? And she was like, absolutely. So we actually took a break for a couple days and then, uh, we watched a frog dissection and she could not get enough. She just loved it. Wow. Yeah. I, I pulled up, I've never seen a worm dissection before, so I've got a little worm dissection going on oh, it's dope. In, the, in the background. Yeah, I, I remember also in middle school, they made us dissect a chicken wing, which was interesting. Oh, um, oh. Yeah, uh, did you say a chicken? A chicken wing. A chicken wing. Yeah. It was fun. It's neat seeing how things work. You pulled a little tendon and it, you know. Yeah. This is a gross looking worm. Most of them are. Yeah. Most of them are. When I went to China, we were walking around in the jungle or whatever that, uh, is it a jungle? I don't know, whatever that, uh, it's like, a you know, the woods in China or whatever. And there were these worms around. It was like a touristy area. There were these worms around that were legitimately three feet long. Like these oh, gigantic, it, they were probably like, it, in the diameter of the cross section, it was half an inch to an inch thick, like real thick, bright red, several feet long worms. It was amazing. It looked like something out of a horror film. I, I will hear. Yeah, that's big. Um, text it to you. Please. That's big. Uh, the cryptid, the Mongolian death worm vibes. Oh, yes. I love a good Mongolian yeah. death worm. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. All right, here we go. Wow, yeah, they're really cutting that, that worm. <laughs> Here's a sign from a place where there were monkeys that says, caution, the aggressive monkeys here. Don't joke the monkeys. <laughs> when I was um, a, an ungrateful little 12-year-old, my grandmother took me to Costa Rica because, like, they always took my cousin's places. And I think somebody outside of the family was like, you should take Leighton <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> like, her cousins have gotten to go, like, all over the world and you haven't, she hasn't gone anywhere. Anyway, we went to Costa Rica and it was very cool. But there was one beach where there were, like, just lemurs in the trees around the beach. I forget what kind, but uh, it was very fun to toss fruit to the lemurs in the little tree. Mm. They were very tiny oh, I and love cute. Lemurs. And then we were All like, right, sent, we were kayaking I sent you through. The one I have not received it yet, um, but we were kayaking through a mangrove swamp, which was very exciting. There were a lot of little lemurs there, floating coconuts in the water. Whoa, that's a fat worm. Big worm. That's a girth worm. Um, but, uh, there was a guy in our tour group who, you know, not everybody went on the kayak. Some of them went on the boat cause they didn't want a kayak. And like one of the guys who's a big old jokester was like, Leighton, there's a snake right above you. And I was like, fuck off. Don't that's there's no, there's not. And then I paddled away and turned around and there was a pit viper like in the tree branch above where I had just been. Uh, 
Pit Vipers. Ooh. Don't recommend them. Pit Viper, yeah. The the mangoes in Costa Rica were so legit. Like, I, I was 12 and an ungrateful little fuck, as stated, so I did not take full advantage of this trip, but I gotta say the fruit hit. Brian, do you have any books to recommend? I uh, legally acquired a large quantity of books um, oh. just to, to have, so I don't look at Twitter. Um, I just I, I just need some more good uh, thinky shit. Yes. Uh, okay. So what what? Tell me stuff you like. Oh, what's hold on? Let me look at my Kindle. Lately, I've been reading a lot of. Stephen King reread The Shining, reread Pet Cemetery, uh, started reading the Bachman books. Um, but 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 up. Uh, Have you read The Stand? Library. I started reading The Stand at the beginning of quarantine, and then it got too, too depressing, so I stopped. Cool. Um, I've never read it. People say it's great. Yeah, I believe it. Um, what the fuck else do I like? Well, uh, I, I liked. I don't read much King. I did like Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. A That's lot. also in my library. Have not read it yep, yet. I would read that. Um, thinky. Uh, I I just bought this book. We should do a book club, first of all. We should. I agree. For the show. Uh, let me I have to look up the full title. It's called Broadband, The Untold Story of the Women Who Made the Internet by Oh, Claire I think I Evans. own this book somewhere, yeah. Uh, Corey Doctorow recommended it and I generally trust him so I just got that and it looks really awesome um, yeah yeah I'm definitely familiar with this so that's a non-fiction one um, uh, what, what can we get on the, the fiction zone I definitely go through phases where I read a lot of non-fiction and then I read a lot of fiction so I'm, I'm kind of on the fiction kick right now well if you are looking for sheer volume I I will always recommend these Carlo Vignausgaard, uh mm -hmm. books, which are, you know, close to 3,600 pages of mostly autobiographical but fictionalized stuff about a very depressed Norwegian. Um, I fuck with that. That I really, really liked. So try, I would recommend try a volume of that and see how it goes. Okay. And if you like it, there's a lot more. And if you hate it, you read one volume. Sick. Oh yeah, now now I do see broadband in that library. One moment, I'm going to take care of my dog. Baby! I have a very frighteningly attractive neighbor who is a tattoo artist who is just like fully tatted and has a big pit bull and is like a tattoo artist and mm -hmm. I'm so afraid of her but maybe singles her out and barks at her like a ton every time I see her or anytime she hears her. Uh -huh. And so it's like, maybe, maybe shut up, you're making me look lame in front of the cool tattoo lady like I can't. <laughs> And she's extremely hot. It's troubling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, she fixes motorcycles. Wow. And then I scurry out like a little rat to get my mail. Um, and then my dog barks at her and I, um, you know, cease to exist just in a cloud of yeah. shame. My, my other neighbors actually texted me like, Hey, I saw that uh, base box in front of your house that unfortunately is still there because I haven't broken it down yet. And they were like, "We we have a jam space and uh, we we play oh, guitar nice. and drums. If you want to join us, uh, we need we always need a bassist." And that is very kind of them. They're very cool. I am terrified at this prospect. Uh, well, also not till everyone's nice and vaccinated. Like, it's true. They're they're fully vaxxed, but you know. 
Yeah. <sighs> no, do it. That's the, honestly, that is the best way to get better is to force yourself to play in front of other people and yeah. learn songs and, and do all that shit. Like if you feel like you can hold, it might be too early for you to do that. Like you have to get yeah. some basic level of competence down. Uh, yeah. And so I'm it, not sure I'm really there. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you literally just started, so it, it might be yeah. too early, but you know, the other thing is you're playing bass. So the n number of notes you need for any given song, depending on the song, but it can be very limited. Yeah. So, you know, if you like learn a couple notes, you can play a lot of songs. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, what, Vernon is also been learning electric guitar. So we're probably going to do some garage jams over on that end. We're, we're, nice. uh, both independently learning Die Die My Darling by Misfits, which I already know, and oh, great. Uh, some, some yeah, that's by the, the style of thing. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The only problem with Misfits is you have to go so goddamn fast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's the good kind. Of, like any kind of like punky sort of stuff will generally be pretty simple. Yeah, unless uh, it's Dead Kennedys course, or Oingo Boingo, both of which have insane bass lines that I, oh, I whoa, just never yeah, really picked up on that. I mean, especially Boingo. Like, if you're doing, like, more art punk stuff, that's going to be harder. But yeah. if you're doing... Like, learn a couple fucking Ramones songs, and you'll be Oh, solid. yeah. Easy. Yeah, let me look at... Uh, who is the bassist for Oingo Boingo? Uh, hold on. Let, let's see. Can I name this? The bassist the for Oingo Boingo. Is it Greg something? Nope. Give me initials. J-A. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm not going to be able to say it. Yeah, it's a John Avila. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. 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 That makes sense. I recognize now that I hear it, but I wouldn't have come up with it. Yeah. God, I, I yeah. texted you that I got the um, two VHS set of uh, yes. Bingo Bingo Farewell, which I'm so excited to watch. Um, the, thing, the thing with VHS tapes for me is that I, I save them for occasions so that I may watch them with other people in the dark on my little tiny CRT. Uh, yeah. So once people can safely be inside my home again, I'm I'm, I'm a hit all these greatest hits of uh, how to have cyber sex on the internet, etc. Which I found out there's a part yes. two to have how to have cyber sex on what? the internet. What? Yeah. So I got to get that one too. Well, there's a lot of vid this. Uh, there's a full live playlist for the. I mean, for you, can, we can see it a lot of it online too. This is cool. Yeah, I, I do love that. I've been listening to, um, I was going to use this as a what's poppin' for something, uh, but there are some, uh, like, Chipmunks, Alvin and the Chipmunks cover albums mm -hmm. that uh, somebody slowed, like, way the fuck down, and it's actually, like, very, very good sludge. Um, nice. Hold on, I'm going to drop this for you. It's just exactly what it feels like when my sleeping meds hit. Are you texting this to me? Or is this mm. in the chat? Sorry. It's in Zencaster. Oh, there it is. Wow. Right? Oh, this is from Chipmunk Punk, yes. Is that a thing? I had no idea that that was a thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's no punk on the album. It's yeah. all, I mean, 
some very mainstream hits. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, it's it's truly a delight. It's the kind of thing so that like sound, yeah, that's good. YouTube zeroed in on the kind of recommendations I wanted to see. It still still does give me the like Ryan Hollinger like how Midsommar broke me. Like please shut up, <laughs> please shut the fuck up. Um, or like it tries to give me cinema sin stuff. It's like okay, you can tell that I like movies, but you're giving me everything about current movie criticism that I just fucking loathe. So please yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. How X wide? Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think this is a good place to stop for this mini. Yeah, thirty six minutes. Oh, books! I didn't finish books. Books, I have some yeah, yeah. Books. Um, yeah, I I guess I can't think of uh, authors off the top of my head that I really like because I my brain is well. Dead. Uh, 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 let's see. I mean, Ballard. You like J.G. Ballard, right? I do. Yeah, I I do own uh, the Atrocity Exhibition, which I haven't started in on yet. I I you have finished high-rise? Crash. Sorry. High Rise by Ballard. You could try that. Yeah, yeah. Finishing Crash. It really reminded me of. Um, it's very American Psycho in the like uh, cyclical repetition of a lot of stuff, but it's so short that it's not as grating as it is in American Psycho. Also because Brett mm-hmm. Easton Ellis is a fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, Crash. Highly recommended, everybody. If you just want to read some straight pornography about people fucking in car crashes, and uh, it, it's a good time. It's very beautifully written. Yeah. Cool. But I'll check out High Rise. Um, yeah, yeah, he has a whole. I mean, you can get. I have a collection of his short stories too, which I've never read. But isn't that atrocity exhibition? Am I making that up? I have a different collection, but it Got might. It. There might be several collections. I think I, I have like the complete works. Got uh, it. Complete short I do, stories. So. I do love when you go to a page for an author, and then here's like, oh, the, these are all the ones that were collected in the controversial atrocity exhibition. Like anytime something's like, oh, this caused a problem, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were Raymond originally Carver called fan? Love and Napalm Export USA. Yeah, that's that's uh, very JG Ballard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ra- Raymond Carver. Ronald Reagan. Neat. Any any feelings on Raymond Carver? I have not read a whole bunch of Raymond Carver. Uh, those are fun. Uh, oh, you know what's great if you haven't read them? The uh, uh, fuck. Uh, come on, come on, brain. Uh, the Raymond Chandler, Philip Marlowe books, which oh, are yeah, they're so fast. They're very short generally. Uh, they're, they're very. I, readable. I love them. They're so readable. They really hold up. Uh, the central mysteries are usually complete nonsense, but mm-hmm. they're really fun to read. And especially living in L.A., you get a whole new appreciation for them because they all take place here in, like, the 40s. So yeah. I, I, I love those books. I, I highly recommend. Get, like, The Long Goodbye mm-hmm. or um, what's another good one there? Um, Another good Marlowe. The Long Goodbye is the best one. Uh, cool. Having trouble. Uh, there's Farewell, My Lovely, which I don't really remember that well. Yeah, uh, have you ever read any but, um, Shane Stevens? No, I haven't. Very similar zone. I have a friend who like doesn't like 
uh, Raymond Chandler, but really likes Shane Stevens because it's like considerably more actually fucked up. I've not read any of these yet, but oh, Raymond Chandler is not fucked up at all. Like if you want fucked up, that's yeah. This friend and I bond almost exclusively over trying to find the most fucked up thing possible. So it's you know, it's it's a glowing recommendation if he's like, yeah, this one's fucked up. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right, everybody. Uh, well, thank you all for being here as always. Uh, yeah, this, this was a pretty low key one. <clears throat> yeah. And on Friday, the weed episode comes out, which is a very good episode. Uh, yes, I agree. So we'll see. We have not heard a cut of it yet, but I think I remember most of what I said. So we're going to yeah. see. You know what? On this next mini that we're about to record, uh, just a little bit how the sausage is made folks, we should, we should do a little, uh, review of how you felt. You yes, uh, absolutely. Okay, great. Um, well, see you next week, folks. That's the end of this okay. mini. This is just a little tease for next week. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. And I'm going to stop the recording.